0: EmotionalExpert.com presents the Life Rituals Podcast, bringing you empowering perspectives and practical solutions to rewire your brain, elevate your self esteem, and get what you want in life. With your host, Pooja Taleshwar. Hey guys, so today I'm going to be talking to you about reflecting on the end of the year. 2018 has been an intense year for a lot of people. There's been lots of planetary shifts, lots of movements, and that has impacted people greatly. So for me personally, this year has been an incredible ride. There's just been so much change, so much growth, and it's stretched me massively. And it's also welcomed some lessons into my life that have helped me to evolve and to grow. So the year started off um, quite sombre. My grandma passed away. And it was a really emotional time um, because I was in the middle of planning my wedding as well. And it was just really sad to know that my grandma wouldn't be there to, to share that special day with me. It was really emotional. And also it was a strong reminder that nothing is permanent in this life. Everything is transient. No one is invincible. None of us get out of this life alive, right? So it reminded me to be truly grateful for the people around me in my life, to be truly grateful for all the things that I can experience and the things that we can often take for granted like just having our health, uh, being able to go and have a cup of tea with our loved ones and, and spend time with them. So that was uh, a real kind of wake-up call for a lot of us and, um, and it just reminded me of how important it is to express that love and that gratitude to the people in our lives while they're still here in front of us because none of us really know what's gonna be happening tomorrow. The next big milestone for me this year was getting married. And that was a huge change for me because my husband and I hadn't lived together prior to getting married. So there was a real adjustment in us moving in together and also my role of how I was showing up um, in this marriage. My identity massively shifted from being a girlfriend to being a fiance, to being a wife. And I think a lot of us women, We kind of grow up with this idea of how a wife should be. We're programmed from a young age that, you know, a wife is someone that is at home and she makes the house beautiful and she cooks and she's maybe a bit more submissive. And these are the kinds of things that we've been programmed to believe. And there's lots of traditional things as well. There's lots of traditional roles, even as a daughter-in-law, the expectations that maybe your in-laws have of how they've imagined their daughter-in-law to be. So there's a lot of um, emotions that, that come up during that process. And it really made me question my role in the relationship. And for the first time, I kind of asked myself, What type of wife do I want to be? Beyond all these expectations of what other people expect of me, who do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as? What is important to me and my partner? What is going to make this relationship work? And lining up that vision with his vision and his idea of how he wants a wife to be and so we had to kind of set almost some ground rules and and set some expectations where we're both doing chores together and maybe how I like the house is different to how he likes the house to be and we're compromising on decor and house and adapting to each other's routines and being in each other's space and me showing up for things that are important to him in his life him showing up the things that are important to me in my life, us understanding that precious limited time that we have together and how we want to make use of it. So it's been a real learning for me. Um, Marriage is, is not something that is like the fairy tales and as easy. It's work. It takes a lot of commitment, a lot of patience, a lot of compromise. And really having this respect for each other, and honouring of each other's needs and wishes and aspirations. So that has massively stretched me. Also, another thing that I found interesting, especially when we're thinking and time is back to the aspect of self-esteem, is just observing how I respond to certain situations. I found it really interesting to actually observe that there were times where I was responding to him in the way that maybe my mum, I saw my mum responding to my dad when I was growing up and the dynamics in their relationship. And I realized, oh my god, I took a step back and I was like, whoa, this isn't even me. This is me just kind of living out this programming of how I've seen my parents uh, behave in a, in a relationship. And um, it's been the same with him where there's times where maybe He's acting in the way that his father acts, and he's had to step back and think, okay, whoa, this this behavior, this, this trait doesn't even really belong to me. I'm just playing out this role. So it's been a really interesting uh, level of growth for us both, and there's been highs and there's been lows, but we've been able to navigate through it. So when people say the first year of marriage is really difficult, I can totally understand why, because although we've been together for five years, it's just a totally different uh, dynamic, and so that's been a real, real level of growth for me. The other lesson for me has been more about, you know, my goals, my purpose, and my passion in life and really having the confidence and the courage to just go after what it is that I want. I used to spend years starting things, dropping the ball, starting things, dropping the ball. And it was just because my self-doubt got the better of me. I allowed my fear and my doubt to overtake my ultimate passion and goal in life. And I think that happens to a lot of people. A lot of people, they have these dreams, they have things that they really wanna achieve and they hold themselves back because in order for them to achieve or attain that goal, it means that they have to show up differently and they have to reach deep into their fears and overcome those fears. And every successful person, no matter what they've achieved, has had to overcome these same fears, these same doubts and have the courage to just move through them and that's a part of the process. I think sometimes people think that when these things come up it's actually a sign that they shouldn't be going after what they want because it's just too scary but actually that couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, it's more about Understanding those fears, understanding where they come from, releasing those fears, and realizing that you can actually change the course of your direction in life if you're willing to do the work on actually clearing them. So that's a really important lesson that fear doesn't mean run away in the opposite direction uh, and it just actually means that it's an opportunity for you to grow. And if you have the courage to move through it, then really anything is possible. And there's so much support that you can find around you that can help you to move beyond those fears. And if something is making you feel a bit uneasy, in, which is linked to the goal that you want to achieve, really explore those thoughts and explore those feelings and get a a deeper understanding of where they stem from. Sometimes those fears, they don't even belong to us. They can be the people around us, their fears, and they're projecting their reality onto ours, but it doesn't have to be that way. So there's definitely a lot of support I would recommend connecting with a coach or working with a therapist or there's so many books out there that you can read. There's a really cool um, book called Feel, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Um, so I'd recommend reading that book too because it's a great one on fear. And the, the other kind of major milestone for me has been uh, really growing my business and As a result of me moving beyond my own fears and my own self-doubt, I've been able to really put myself out there and push myself beyond my own fears of sharing my story, caring what other people think, being visible, and focusing more on my message and the people that I wanna help as opposed to my own fears that creep up. And I think everyone has their own fears, and the more that you evolve and grow, the more that you start to recognize these fears creep up. But you start to have a resilience to it. You start to recognize it as an opportunity to learn rather than it being an obstacle to stop you from moving forward altogether. So those have been um, really eye-opening things for me this year. Um, I've also had some speaking opportunities, which again, really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I've also let go of a lot of kind of negativity in my life. There was a lot of people that were quite negative and draining that were in my life. And I've had to lovingly kind of let them go. And kind of they've ended up almost like phasing out of my life. And it's made space for other people to come into my life who are vibrating on that same frequency as me. And that's been a real key to my growth as well. It's been me kind of holding back and actually just spending time with people who are on the same journey as me and who can help me to evolve. And I think that's really crucial. No saying is truer than the one that says we are who we hang out with. And so, just spending more time with people who lift you up, rather than spending time around the energy drainers, the vampires who pull you down, has been a real lesson for me this year. And the the other thing that was like a real shock for me this year was my job. So, by day, When I'm not doing my healing and working with my clients, I work in marketing. I'm a copywriter. And so I had this great job, head of a department, managing a team, creating lots of content, and it it was great. It was like a global company, but I found myself getting really drained by this job. There was just this constant level of pressure, and it was in the tech industry so it was really fast moving, everything kind of changed on a daily basis and there was just a lot of work and it was really draining me and my health and it was a real kind of wake up call for me that I just can't thrive in that environment and it's not linked to my end purpose of what I want to achieve in life and so That was a real kind of realization for me. And so I set this intention of if I'm meant to be here, then let's just settle things down. And if I'm not meant to be here, then I surrender to you. I'm willing to let go and for something else to show up into my life. And sure enough, I got made redundant from the job. And it was strange because in that situation, I sat with my boss and he said, look, you know, you aren't able to relocate to our Madrid office. And then that's where the operations is now kind of mainly moving to. And so if you're not able to do that, then the only other option is to make this, this role of yours redundant. And that was a real shock. I was kind of like, what? But also I was very calm. When my boss spoke to me, I didn't react, I didn't get angry. I was very calm about the whole thing. And I knew it was because my intuition was, would be leading me to something else, to the next step of my journey where I had been investing my energy and my focus and my time into, and I was willing to surrender. So this year as a whole has been like some real highs and some real lows as well and it just has made me realise that life is all about change and embracing that change and allowing yourself to evolve through that change. As human beings we tend to resist change because it's uncomfortable so we're resisting that discomfort but it's the one constant in life is change. And if we want better things in our life, then we have to be willing to embrace the change and welcome change, right? We can't have all of these new things, and yet everything is going to remain the same also. So I would say that one of the key lessons and the learnings here is to embrace change. Really embrace it. And... Get comfortable with change. I think this one of the biggest life skills that we could ever acquire is getting comfortable with change. Because when we do, things change for the better. So those have been my key lessons from this year. And I want to talk to you real quick about my ritual that I follow at the end of the year. So this is a really cool ritual that I started a few years ago and it's kind of become my thing now. So at the end of the year, usually around New Year's Eve time, I write a list of everything from this year, you know, all of the highlights, almost like a summary of what's happened this year, and I write it all down and I kind of look for the things that maybe I'd like to change, or the lessons that I've learned from this year, like I just went through on this podcast. And I kind of really embrace it for what it is. And I really kind of think, wow, you know, this is my year in review. And all of the negative stuff I've written on that list, i move it to another list. And I'm like, okay, I'm willing to release this, release the trauma from this, release the shock from it, release the emotional energy from it. And actually just take the lessons, embrace the lessons and the learnings from it, and I just release it. And then what I do is I burn that piece of paper, because then again, I'm just releasing the energy of it. I'm not carrying it through into the next year. I'm actually just looking at those events from a perspective of learning, as opposed to looking at it from a perspective of anger. And I think that's really important to not carry it through to the next year. And then, on New Year's Day, I write a list of all the things I really wanna manifest, the things I'm really hoping for. And I have a really lovely memory of doing this with my dad. You know, we both sat down on New Year's Eve, I think a few years ago, and he wrote his list and I wrote my list, we burnt it together, and then the next day, we wrote all of the things that we wanted to manifest on a fresh sheet of paper and we were like two little kids and we wrote this list we folded it up into this tiny little piece of paper almost like a seed we just kept folding it and folding it and then we buried it in the garden and we kind of you know dug up a patch and we buried our little seeds of manifestation in the garden and there was just something really magical about it I just felt guided to plant it because it's almost like you're planting a seed for it to blossom and you become so detached from whatever it is that you wrote on that list you're not so focused on it that you're actually making the space for it to manifest and I remember writing a few uh, things on there and they they did manifest and I was amazed it's all about setting your intention from the year. When you're reviewing the year gone by, you're also mentally getting an idea of what you want for the year ahead. And I think when we set these intentions, we really make space for miracles. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and be sure to check out my Instagram feed, my Instagram is at Emotional Expert and you can get more access to lots of cool content. I hope you have a lovely New Year's and wishing you the best for 2019. Take care.